This week on Moms Moving On. And you said something um, just yesterday on my Instagram. What has been the most memorable or your favorite thing a psychologist or a therapist has ever told you? And one person said, I had never heard this, is how did the ant eat the elephant? And it ate it little by little, right? So how do you tackle this elephant? I just want you to imagine you as the ant and divorce and on top of that 2020 as this big elephant and how are you going to handle it? And at first it feels like there's just no way, right? And so you're just gonna do it little by little, one day at a time. And I know that that sounds probably easier said than done, but I wanna dissect one day at a time to hour by hour and even breath by breath. Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Hi, everyone. We're back with another Moms Moving On episode and possibly an episode I need to record for my own sanity. So I'm really excited we're doing this today. We have a repeat offender with us today. She was a guest on the podcast when we were like a new itty bitty newborn in the podcast world. And now she's back and I'm so excited to have nailed down time with her because she's super busy, not difficult to understand since she is one of my most trusted uh, places to turn when I need advice and a little calm. Her name is Dr. Erica Velez. She's a licensed clinical psychologist here in Miami, Florida. She's fantastic. And so is her Instagram account, The Mindful Corner. You probably have seen me share it a million times. If you haven't, wait until the uh, end of this episode to go check it out because you're going to want to hear what she has to say. Erica, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. You are so sweet to me. So thank you so much for that gracious introduction. I'm happy to have this time with you. I also really wanted to connect with you. So it's important for me too. So yeah, getting getting this time with us like trying to trying to find time to finally do this was like nailing jello to a wall so this is actually <laughs> one of the most magical episodes of the year because we are mm-hmm. just found ourselves in december like overrun with clients and things and and it's mm-hmm. everything has aligned so give everybody a little bit of uh, an introduction for those of our listeners who don't have the pleasure of knowing you yet Sure. So um, I'm a child psychologist. I've been working with children, adolescents, and parents for about over a decade now. Um, I practice in Miami, Florida, and I'm passionate about helping especially women discover their power and live in their truth and live aligned with that, um, within that, and also um, in parenting. Those are where I would say my two passions lie. And you can totally see that come through in your Instagram account because the advice, you know, in terms of empowering a woman and a mom comes through so clearly. And it's, it's not just motherhood for you. It's really giving a woman her strength to come into her own and and live her truth. And I love that about Mm -hmm. you, but something you're also doing, which is pertinent to today's podcast episode is helping people through their anxiety and what an anxious Mm -hmm. time, not just for the world in general, but even more so for the 40% of, uh, or, actually 60% right now of humans who are divorcing thanks to COVID. Mm-hmm. There is so much anxiety and what ifing that's going on. Are you seeing a lot of this too in your practice? Oh, absolutely. I would say anxiety is one of the most 
reported struggles right now um, in my practice, in my friendships. I think just in general, there's a lot of unknown. And add to that, I think, you know, the life uh, change that divorce is for a human and so much unknown that comes with that piled on on top of a year that is just riddled with unknowns and uncertainty. And us humans, we don't do well with, with the unknown. Um, we, we want to know what lies in our future. We want to have a grasp on things. And when you add these two real, real big unknowns, how will life be post my divorce? Um, will my ex honor some of uh, the rules that I'd like to have? How will we exchange um, communication? How will my child uh, be impacted long-term? Um, all of that. You know, well, you just basically um, covered all the questions I'm getting in my DMs and from my clients all the time. It's mm-hmm. what's going to happen? How is it going to happen? How will COVID affect it? And will I be able to survive this? You know, I get a lot of women who say, I don't think I'm going to be able to handle this. And mm-hmm. that's one of the comments I get that I love. I love responding with, the only way you'll be able to handle this is if you think you can handle it, right? Like it just starts mm-hmm. with this, this trust in yourself. But, right. But I am not, I am not the licensed clinical psychologist here, Dr. Erica. So mm-hmm. no, so no you're spot on. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, yeah. and I, and I know it from my own time in therapy, like everything seems overwhelming until you just make a choice to own it and, and get mm-hmm. through it piece by piece, bit by bit. And, and take it day by day, but it takes a little bit of time to know that you have that power, especially if you're coming out of a marriage where you feel your power has just been like shot mm-hmm. to hell and stepped on. Yeah. And you said something um, just yesterday on my Instagram, I posted what, what has been um, the most memorable or your favorite thing a psychologist or a therapist has ever uh, told you. And I just asked the followers to leave them in the comments so that everybody could get like some free therapy gems yeah. out of the comments. Um, and one person said, I had never heard this is how did the ant eat the elephant? And it ate it little by little. Right. So how do you tackle this elephant? I just want you to imagine you as the ant and divorce and on top of that 2020 as this big elephant and how are you going to handle it and at first it feels like there's just no way right and so you're just going to do it little by little one day at a time and i know that that sounds probably easier said than done but i want to dissect one day at a time to hour by hour and even breath by breath so things feel much more overwhelming when our body is out of control Mm-hmm. Right. And so let's start there. Right. Because uh, prolonged stress, the stress that we have been experiencing given COVID is enough to send our sympathetic nervous system into overdrive. And so I'm sure that if you're feeling anxious, not just about your marital situation or the dismantling of your marriage, you're also feeling it worldwide. Right. And so we carry that and we carry that in our body. And it, it's, it's much more difficult for us to say, well, I got to calm down. I got to trust. I got to take it one day at a time when our body is physiologically being activated, um, that a threat is near. Right. And so that's when we feel like I can't even think I'm just blocked completely because I'm just overwhelmed with emotion. Right. So I think first we have to tackle that. Yeah. Right. And so things that we can do when we're feeling, absolutely overwhelmed is engaging the parasympathetic nervous system. So our nervous system has a sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. And the parasympathetic nervous system is the one that counteracts a sympathetic nervous system, which is the one that is activated when we are feeling anxious, right? And so how do we do this? We can do this by taking deep belly breaths, 
right? And practicing, you know, maybe taking a big inhale in, counting to four, holding our breath, counting to seven, and slowly exhaling as we count down to eight, right? So four, seven, eight. Try to practice that maybe early in the morning when you wake up, when you're in the shower, when you're at bed and you're trying to relax because we cannot calm the mind if the body is being activated. And if you've ever had a panic attack or you've ever struggled with anxiety, you know that no matter how much we try to rationalize things, we physiologically can't calm down. And there's a reason for that. And the reason is that when our, the emotional side of our brain is activated, we cannot think logically. It's like a disconnect, right? Three years in that in that state of mind. I yeah. totally get it. Yeah, and so we need to first calm ourselves so that then we can eat the elephant, right? And so um, I think caring for ourselves is number one. And sometimes we feel like I don't have time. I have so many things to think about. I have so many things to do. I can't take five minutes just to try to work on my breathing or to meditate or to do something that relaxes me physically. Um, and, and this is important, right? We can't skip this step because we're going to need to come from a full cup. So we have to tackle this big, you know, monster ahead of us and we need to come full. Yes. If we come depleted, which most of the time we are because these things deplete us, then we just won't have the energy to, to tackle these things. So starting there and then, you know, dissecting, like you mentioned, um, taking it day by day, like, what do I need to do this hour? I I probably won't know what's going to happen at the end of this month, but getting really anxious about it is stopping me from making good decisions. Now it might even push me into a place where I'm going to make decisions or say things that I'm going to later regret. Mm -hmm. So how can I calm myself in this moment? What do I actually need to do right now? Right. Do I need to contact my attorney? Go ahead. No, that's, that's great advice. And I, I've always said, there's no feeling that can't be cured with stepping away from the situation for a moment, taking Mm -hmm. a few deep breaths, going for a walk. Like Mm -hmm. I have found something that I do. I got, I I got, I fell victim to getting a quarantine puppy who drives me nuts. But at the same time, every time I fall into those, like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What's going to happen? Or my ex texts me something that triggers me. I'm like, you know what? putting my phone down, taking Eddie for a walk because I can't Mm -hmm. hold my phone and walk him. So it's a perfect excuse to just step back before I answer Mm -hmm. from an emotional place or make a decision from an emotional place. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I find with my clients and the people who reach out to me, they just, they're just so anxious about getting through the divorce process and avoiding prolonged conflict that they're Mm -hmm. making decisions emotionally in haste just to to quiet the problem and get through it. And then they're realizing afterwards, and by they, I mean me, I did this. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they're realizing afterwards, I realized afterwards, I made decisions out of fear and out of what if I do this and my husband, my ex gets pissed, da, 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 da. that now I, I made decisions I can't undo. So one of the greatest things you can do is not let your anxiety decide for you. Take your time with responding mm-hmm. to legal emails Take your time when a lawyer asks, what do you want? Do it from the perspective of yourself, not what's going to keep my ex calm, right? So like there's so many ways to just sort of like, just take a step back in every aspect. I love that. And one exercise that I, I'd like to teach my clients and you guys can take, take it home right now is this pause, right? So the importance of the pause and saying to myself, do I want to respond or am I going to react? 
And those are two very different things. And most of the time when we are um, letting our anxiety take over, we're reacting. And a lot of the times the way we react, we later regret and we wish we would have taken a second and thought about it or slept on it. And so we really want to make sure that we can get in the habit of checking ourselves and saying, is my response right now, is it going to be emotionally charged? If so, that sounds like a reaction. So I got, let's give it an example. You got a triggering text, right, from your ex. Mm -hmm. And um, suddenly you're flooded. You're, you're feeling like I'm boiling within. I need to just tell them something, right? And so that sounds like a reaction. If we can get in the habit of saying, I don't want to react to this because I know that my reaction is going to be filled with emotions and probably not something that I'm going to feel later and maybe even regret. So if I can take a pause and, you know, your example is a wonderful one where you literally physically, I love that one because you're physically going to get cortisol out of your body, mm -hmm. right? You have to start seeing your body as a machine and it's designed to do certain things. So we've evolved in our society, but our body really hasn't. And so when our body senses fear, it's going to get activated. And what that means is you're going to be flooded with cortisol. And so we need to make sure that we can kind of balance that out. So going for a walk, going for a jog, doing something to get your body moving. One exercise that I like um, to teach clients where it activates both sides of your brain is you get two pieces of paper and you get a pencil or a pen on each and just draw in circles. And so it's like bilateral stimulation and you're just getting energy out. And just to bring yourself to a more balanced state because you are having a physical reaction. So we need to calm our body before we have the logical reaction where now we're going to respond to this text when I am actually feeling balanced. Yes. And that tends to have better outcomes, right? Yes. And it's the same with when you, you know, when you're feeling super, super, super anxious, you don't know what to do with yourself. So you start like cleaning your house, like when pregnant women are nesting. Yeah. And they just exactly. have to do stuff before the scary stuff happens when the baby comes. It's the same thing. Hey guys, Michelle here. I hope you are loving this episode as much as I am. We'll be back with more, but first, a word from our sponsor. Divorce is never easy. And when children are in the picture, it can be extra tricky, especially when communicating with your ex is a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. FAIR helps eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. In the long run, creating a loving environment for your kids. Here's what you can do on the FAIR app. There's a time-sharing calendar to track custody, exchange days, and never forget those special events. Documentable text messaging and an expense tracker so both parents can add and monitor expenses, track receipts, and add notes. GPS check-in, that's a court-verifiable way to document your presence at all GPS-verified locations. A monthly parenting report to download with your details. A private journal to take notes, add photos, and screenshots. A file vault to keep your records, photos, and documents organized and in one place. The opportunity to export all of your records into a convenient, time-and-date-stamped PDF when you need documentation for legal matters. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. FAIR allows you to experience co-parenting in a totally new way. Simply, inexpensively, transparently, and fairly. Lose the he said, she said, and be the best parent you can be. Be F-A-Y-R, FAIR. Subscribe at BeFair.com. That's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com. And then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. 
Go to fair.com for more details. Don't forget to use the code Michelle to save 20% off the cost of the app. I want to shift this to the actual legal process. Like, obviously, if you're going through a divorce, your back and forth communication with your soon to be ex is probably not the best and it's probably very triggering. But the process can be too. Like, when your lawyer says we got a response from opposing counsel and they are insisting they want X, Y, and Z. For me, that always felt like they wanted something. So I was going to have to give it and, oh my God, my life is going to be affected in, in, in such a way. But I didn't realize at the time that just because the other lawyer would come asking for something or claiming or threatening something didn't make it true or didn't mean it was going to happen. And so it's that knowing also that just because someone says something or wants something doesn't mean it's going to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think that it's hard to see that when you're triggered. It's hard to see that. It, you immediately want to respond to it and say, no, I don't want to, or this or that. And if you take a few moments, you might collect yourself and see it in a different way and say, hey, hang on, I don't have to fall into this. I don't have to, like they say, um, attend every argument that I'm invited to, you know. Um, That's maybe my there's something that we can, line. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, because, you know, if people will pull you in. And uh, if you always respond to that, then your your life is going to be, like, other people will control your, your emotional responses at all times because oh. people will pull you in. Totally, uh, totally. And I think, I think, you know, at the end of a bad marriage, or even if your marriage wasn't bad, but now it's ending, there's nobody that can trigger you, like a spouse or somebody who has some sort of, emotional romantic involvement with and you have to know that like you have to know that they're also triggered right now for their own Mm -hmm. reasons maybe you feel you didn't do anything wrong but they see it totally differently so you're you always have to look at this as like two basically fireball meteors like trying to crash into each other and all you got to do is like change your course a bit Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and so sitting in your power is where I think you have the most control is really being aligned and acting in a way that is true to you. Not in a way that then again, later you're going to probably regret, or maybe even even will have ramifications that are larger. So uh, I think we sometimes expect the worst and what if, and what if, and what if I never, you know, what if something happens and it doesn't work in my favor or what if um, I get screwed over in this process and that fear can really drive our behaviors sometimes, you know, um, and just understanding that our thoughts are not reality, that what makes our fear reality is our actions. And so if we can have a pause between our thoughts and our actions, then we have better dominion over, over, um, over our life and the not from a place. Pause. Yes. Yeah. yeah I love absolutely. That. Well, as somebody who like has no chill, me, the power of mm-hmm. the pause has been really, really helpful. And it's been really nice to, t- to, teach that to my clients because I find that like, you know, like I said, there's nothing that can't be like solved or thought through without taking a step back, a walk or a deep breath. How do you de-stress Dr. Erica? Oh, I actually do practice what I preach with regards to, um, I had to train myself to do this because I'm a really high energy person. And, you know, um, at first I was like, okay, how, how much could this help me? But then I started actually practicing it and just really engaging the diaphragm and doing diaphragmatic breathing, which is what we call deep belly breaths. Mm-hmm. And whenever I feel activated, once it made sense to me logically, I'm like, okay, this makes logical sense. The way the science works in my body physiologically, I'm going to be activated. So I need to deactivate it 
And then my logical brain can work. And so I, I, I force myself. It feels forced at first, but you fall into this trance once you practice this and it becomes um, healing and you feel more in control. So we know that when we're anxious, our breaths are shorter and that's because we're getting ready. We're getting ready to fight. Right. And so training the breath to just be more paused, more deep really brings our sympathetic nervous system to a halt and now I could think clearly. So I really lean into that. And also being very mindful of when my cup is getting full, right? And so boundaries, <laughs> boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. So even boundaries with entering text messages, boundaries with answering email, knowing when you've had enough. And most of the time when we're running on empty, and that's either physiologically, emotionally, or mentally, our reactions and our behaviors don't tend to be aligned with who we are. The ugly side of us comes out, right? I mean, I think we can all agree to that, right? So um, just making sure that I check in with myself and say, where am I at? What do I need right now? What do I need? Do I need time to disconnect? Do I need to take a warm shower? And do I need to take a walk? What do I need right now so that I can be my best self? Um, and I think that this is advice that anyone can benefit from really, because most of the time we are living outside of ourselves and it's, if, if we don't pull ourselves back in and say, what do I need? How do I be the best version of myself? And then make the time to do that. And especially as moms, I feel like we put everybody else's needs before our own, right? You know? Yeah. So this is really a real training, right? This is not an easy thing for us to, 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 to get to, but it's what we should aspire to try to do. Well, you said the magic B word and we can't go anywhere without discussing that B word, the boundary word, because I'm always mm -hmm. preaching boundaries. As you know, I'm doing my workshops and it's all boundaries, 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 but then comes, well, what if he doesn't like that I set a boundary? Mm -hmm. Well, that's the whole point. <laughs> he's, mm -hmm. he's not going to like it. So what yeah. advice can you give to someone who is desperate to set those boundaries and knows what they need to set, but then are once caught up in the what if, what's going mm -hmm. to happen once I set the boundary? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess what you should prepare is for some pushback, right? Um, maybe saying when I'm going to set this boundary, I'm going to prepare that they are going to have some pushback. And how am I going to deal with that before you set the boundary? Almost like you're going through the motions, you're practicing for the skit before, before you're, you're at the audition, right? So you are going to practice. How would I feel if this boundary has been pushed and will I be able to stick to it? And what would I be able to say? Almost like going through it. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean you need to change your boundary understanding that part of setting boundaries is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. It's not going to, I'm going to set a boundary and everything's going to be magically okay. And they're going to be happy with it. It's no, not. you're going to, there's going to be some discomfort. Right. Mm -hmm. And so accepting that as part of it, like this is not going to be easy, but I have to set this boundary because this is what I need. Yes. And then when that discomfort starts rising, because you get the pushback, you understand that that's part of the process. This doesn't mean I need to change my boundary. I just need to work through this discomfort. And I think that that's key because I think most of us, when we feel uncomfortable, we, we're like, no, 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 I shouldn't have done this. Let me just, you know, um, take steps back. And, and that's not it. You have to work through it. Right. And like, just because the boundary didn't work the first time doesn't mean, you know, it's like, it's like teaching your kids, like potty training your kids. It's not going to work yeah. this time. You're not just going to give up. You're going to keep trying. Yeah. And they're going to get the message. You know, they're going to get the message. We teach people how to treat us uh, to, to learn to read and they're going to get that message. I love that. We do teach. Well, I was going to ask you to end the episode with a quote, but there you go. Mm -hmm. 
We teach people how to treat us. It is so true. And you don't realize it until you start taking those steps Mm -hmm. towards teaching the people. Yeah. And if we're consistent on our boundaries and we stick to them, they'll eventually get it. I mean, they may not be happy with you, but the real question is, I don't need them to be happy to me. Why do I need them to be happy with my boundary? The one who needs to be happy with my boundary is me because it's to protect me. So if they're uncomfortable with it, I'll have to get comfortable with them being uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, you know, the whole point of this is you're coming out of this relationship to protect yourself and to take care of you Mm -hmm. and to start a new life. And it all starts with cutting off the old one and all the ways that it needs to be cut off. Dr. Erica, you're amazing. What is one simple piece of advice you would give to any mama who's listening, who is ready to take that next step and and put their what ifs to the side? Uh, life is only one and it's only yours. And so, you know, you are your greatest teacher. You are your greatest lesson. You are your greatest advocate and only, you know, what's right for you. And you do know, you don't need to outsource that any longer. Do what's right for you. Follow your path, take care of yourself and, and you'll be happy you did. You do so. Couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for being here. Where can our listeners find you? Uh, so they can find me on my Instagram page. It's at the mindful corner. And I also have a podcast titled the mindful corner right now we're on a break. Um, but if they want to hear some inspirational real life stories of individual, Michelle came on, you came on and you have your story. So her story is there. Um, just sharing their real life stories. The point of the podcast is so that listeners can see that we are far more similar than we are different. We all struggle in different ways, but Life is a journey and uh, you'll get to hear some inspirational stories there. Um, so that's at the Mindful Corner uh, in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and also on my Instagram page. Uh, inspirational you are and helpful and thoughtful and you're very wise. I say it every time I speak Thank to you. You're a very intelligent woman. I respect you very much. To those of you listening, I respect you too and I love you for being here. Thank you for all the love and thanks for listening. I hope you find some strength in this episode. If there's any topics you wish to hear about, you know where to find me. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.